From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Maybe most importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and those brands that call it home can thrive for generations to come. If you get on I-85 in downtown and drive about 30 miles to the northeast, you find your way to Gwinnett County. Known for years as a family-friendly suburb with good schools, great restaurants and bars were not exactly a part of that reputation. That narrative is beginning to change with the rise of the county's respective towns like Swanee, Duluth, and Lawrenceville, among others. But what started this urban revolution in the suburbs? Today, we sit down with Ben Bailey and Chris Collin from local restaurant group based in Lawrenceville. Together, they saw an opportunity to take an in-town concept for a restaurant and apply it to a small suburban downtown. What resulted, whether it was their doing or not, was a rebirth of downtown Lawrenceville and an opportunity for them to try and duplicate the secret recipe. Yeah, we both actually grew up, well, in Gwinnett, I guess you did as well, because you went to South Gwinnett and I was over at Shiloh. Um, So, yeah, fast forward way past high school, because we weren't even close to meeting at that point. Um, You know, of course, along the way, you find out that we have friends that are each other, you know, that, that intermingle. Um, and so the, we met, I'd lived in a neighborhood at the close to Chris's, uh, pizza shop, Johnny's pizza that he had on Sugarloaf Parkway. And so, um, interestingly enough, there was another Johnny's pizza that was right around the corner that I went to and had a horrible experience. And then it closed not much longer and then the other one popped up and I'm like uh yeah whatever these guys just moved I'm not going to that Johnny so I probably spent a year and a half not going to this yeah right and um and then you know friends or whatever like hey we're going to this pizza shop let's go and so we we go over there and uh completely different experience Chris had just taken the core of what Johnny's pizza was and actually um I guess in a way kind of brought it to modern times uh, just because it's an old school pizza shop and they do a great job but he was introducing craft beer and just wanted to take a, take a different approach to um, what they were doing so uh, that's where we got started uh, I was brewing home brewing at the time and so I was really into the craft beer scene and which has been a foundation for where we're at today and so with that he just had all this amazing beer. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in this pizza shop drinking this beer that I normally have to drive to the brick store to get or whatnot. And so um, from that point, we just started hanging out and uh, drinking beer together. Nice. Yeah, we. Um, when, the, when was that, by the way? That, you that was met? 10 years ago. Okay. That was in 2008. Um, and what was what was cool about what was going on and, and at Johnny's was the craft beer scene was really just starting. We, we, um, you know, we found brick store indicator and they were doing things that nobody was really doing at the time. 
and um, we, we fell in love with some of the craft beer and we brought it back to Gwinnett and really probably Taco Mac was the only other person doing something like that out here um, and we were getting beers that you know they were releasing and we were the only people in Gwinnett County that had them and then that's that's when I met Ben and and um, we us and our wives would go down to Decatur and we'd go to Brick Store and or we'd go to uh, uh, the Porter and yep. and things like that and and we couldn't figure out why Gwinnett County didn't have uh, bars or restaurants like this and so after a couple of years of hanging out to with each other and and uh, home brewing and you know Ben helped start a home brew club or a um, a beer club at Johnny's Pizza and we did things like brew to beer on the patio and we would we would do like beer and cookie pairings and um and and just kind of crazy stuff that you know things that they were doing in Decatur but that you couldn't find out here and um, that kind of led us to, well, both of us were, were involved in television and interested in television. I was a television production major, which has really paid off for me, as you can see. Um, <laughs> but um, we, we had an idea for a television show. And so we... Um, Let's not tell them, just in case we want to rehash it. Okay, yeah, us. yeah. It might be the, the gold mine. There we go. We All right, so we had, a, we had a secret <laughs> idea for a television show. Listen, if you, if you need it. If you need a video production arm behind you, I know a guy. Okay. So so we decided to meet actually over here on the square to talk about it. Ben had somebody he knew from like Discovery Channel or something. And so Ben's like, I know somebody. Let's put together this idea and um, let's pitch it to the Discovery Channel because it was it's a great idea still. Anyway, um, so we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to do with puppets. That's the only hint I'm giving you. Um, so we met over here at this little uh, Greek restaurant um, that's no longer here, but it was probably the best restaurant on the square at the time, Uptown Cafe. And uh, we met over there, and, and while we both came into the square, we both passed the original local Republic building um, over there where Strange Taco is located now. And um, he, Ben comes in, and I was like, hey, did you see that uh, little restaurant that's for lease over there? Uh, he's like, yeah, I saw that. We ended up talking about that the whole time. And um, we called the number on the building, and the lady that had it for lease walked down. We went and looked at it right away. Um, I told Ben, I was like, man, it probably cost about $30,000 to open a restaurant in here. And Ben was like, I've got $30,000. And so we're like, hey, let's open a restaurant. <laughs> was all I had. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. We that emptied like, Ben's I'm, bank account. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus some. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're, we're in downtown Lawrenceville today, and walking down the street is a really cool experience to see everything going on in Lawrenceville. In 2008, it was not this. It right. It was a little different. Totally. Um, and, I mean, it, it was still a cool downtown area, but did you guys – kind of foresee some of what has now happened in Lawrenceville coming and was that part of your decision to to jump on that opportunity I would love to say that we were that brilliant um and maybe Chris had better insight about it than I did absolutely not we uh we really went at this we did not sit back and create a full detailed marketing plan because we weren't going to the banks to get money um we went completely on the notion that uh we go downtown and we know that a lot of other people do so if we create an experience that's similar similar to that here right and we include our passions around food and 
and, and good drink that they'll show up. And they did, thankfully, but we didn't do traffic counts. We didn't look at housing areas in the neighborhood. We just knew that, um, oh, my, my mom, she knows everyone, right? So I knew that if my mom said, hey, go eat at my son's restaurant, we would be successful. Yeah. So I, I have to at least give her a little bit of credit for that as well because she worked at the county so the county seats here you know it's a lot of people that go to that work in g jack right. so if we could get them over there and so yeah we had no no marketing plan it was just like this is what we're going to do was like should we put signs on the outside i'm like no let's just just put local republic on the outside and let people walk in and figure out what we are and you know it was just it, yeah it was very grassroots um come up and just try to figure it out right? yeah, i think i think our our uh best idea was that this this looks like a place that you would see in decatur so it, it'll probably be successful <laughs> that was our yeah no it's funny you guys mentioned the brick store because we talked to i'm sure you guys know todd and ryan over mm-hmm. at good word yeah um, and we talked to them just about how unique that place is and trying to recreate right you know an atmosphere or a feel like you just said you know of okay it feels like your indicator so it's probably going to be successful you know one of those type of in town right uh, type of a feels um was that sort of you know just what was guiding you in those early days at local republic was just creating more of an atmosphere than worrying about the you know the the, the minute details of oh, okay here's how we're gonna go and knock on doors or send out you know these mailers or whatever it might be yeah it really was um you know we we were, we just wanted like a very casual come as you are you know location uh you know to see people in bermuda shorts sitting next to people in three-piece suits and you know just have that nice casual place um we saw a lot of that at lunch and then our lunch traffic really drove our our dinner traffic mm-hmm because we were getting lawyers and you know everybody that's kind of in the area the medical staff that because we're we're in a good area as far as business right so we're getting a lot of that um, lunch traffic and so lunch was it for us in the very beginning we saw more lunch traffic than we saw dinner and then slowly that started to flip because people were bringing their families back friends and and uh, you know wanting to experience what we were doing at night um, at local, which was fun, but yeah, it was super casual. I mean, we changed the, the whole project for me was like an art project where I just never felt like I was fully finished. You know, we had a vision, um, and we couldn't complete that vision in that location. We had to move at one point. So, uh, we changed a lot in there. I mean, the decor would change like on a, you know, every other month we're like switching things up just because we're like, ah, we, we get bored, you know, and hopefully everybody else will appreciate it. The menu constantly changed. Um, so yes, we, we really just focused on trying to create this fun, you know, come as you are, everything's going to be different when you walk back in atmosphere, um, and hope that people would appreciate that. We had a, fully rotating tap lineup which did not work for the distributor model at the time everybody wants tap placements why why can't i put my beer on you need to put these three beers on to then have this special beer right that's kind of how the model worked which they've adjusted a lot of but 
like guys that's not my model my business model is i want to expose people to just a massive amount of craft beer out there how can we take our 12 taps and say here's the best 12 beers that we can get and that's not how we wanted to approach it we wanted to expose people to everything you know from west coast east coast belgium um, you know just germany anything that we could get we were trying to get whether it was a three hundred dollar keg that we couldn't make money on and we were selling pints at ridiculous you know break-even costs just so people could experience it um, because they weren't used to what we were doing out here sure. so chris what did you take from the johnny's experience that you were able to kind of roll into that first opening of local republic you know it was a great way to get my feet wet in the restaurant business um i I loved uh, johnny's pizza i've I've sold both of my johnny's pizzas because um just kind of the direction our our restaurant group is going and and focusing on 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 independent rest on on the independent restaurants that we own Uh, but it was a great experience to get my feet wet Uh, johnny's helped me uh, when i first got into it i i worked for cisco foods for five years when i graduated um college so i I hadn't been in the restaurant business so i saw uh, the other side of it from a um, a salesperson's perspective and so to get into to johnny's and and learn a little bit of the ins and outs of you know the human resources aspect of it and your restaurant business has crazy turnover Uh, so that was you know it was a great way to learn that kind of stuff without having to focus on changing the menu but you know we always had such a creative passion for food that it, it, it we don't I didn't enjoy the the fact that the menu stayed the same all the time so I think that's why I probably enjoyed the craft beer scene so much because it was the same way originally there being able to change those tout all the time the opportunity to kind of evolve and move through things right yeah yeah, yeah. definitely that's cool now you had that experience Ben you didn't what at the beginning where how did you guys divide responsibilities and kind of uh, decide who was going to do what ben and and ben can talk about this better than me but i think one of the coolest parts was ben came from the it world and had traveled so much um over the probably five years that his experiences that he had at so in so many different countries and and restaurants lended to to that just as much as the experience i had in the in the restaurant business What was your early early sense there, Ben? Your first, you're, you're getting your feet wet as a as a business owner and a restaurant owner, um, kind of all at the same time there. It uh, it was chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of answers or a lot of questions that need answers. Um, everything from, you know, it, it just took a while to really gain all of that that data bank of just being able to know what to say you know, really guide the team and have the backbone to, you know, be able to work through some of these issues. Um, but I knew that with the projects that I you know, worked on before in IT, that I was handling these huge accounts and we were, you know, I would be on site for six to eight months and take a, you know, a product from uh, ground level all the way through and then walk out of there I did I did I knew that I had the confidence that I could pull this off right if I just took the same approach if I didn't walk into it saying I don't know anything about the restaurant industry I walked into it and said well I know how I can build this right I can put it in a project plan I can create these things Um, and of course being studious right getting the books under reading 
about the restaurant industry. I had worked in it before, but I'd never, you know, it, it was right. You're out of high school. You're just I'm working at pizza places. I'm doing this and that and just trying to yeah. pay some bills and try to figure out my life. Um, so I was familiar with it. And then my wife and I always wanted like, which is insane to really think about because this is how much I didn't know about the restaurant industry or really just running your own business is that the Beth and I were like, Oh, we would love to have that little hole in the wall pizza place as a retirement dream. I'm like, that's a horrible retirement. dream. <laughs> I don't want to work. <laughs> Right? I don't want to work this hard yeah. when I'm 65 or 70. Like, we had this, this yeah. fascination where, like, oh, it'd be so great. You know, we could bring the kids up in it and do these things, and it would just be a lot of fun. And that's like, a horrible idea. Yeah, that's a horrible I'm idea. I, I'm glad I did that when I was 24. Yes. I want to open like a stationary <laughs> shop when I retire or something. Right. Sell, sell paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, so everything just. Um, but that was part of it. And the transition from um, working, you know, like I love, Chris always says that the restaurant industry is, we're really, really the pirates of today, right? I mean, you just have this great bunch of people um, who are just, they're, man, they're just salty, you know? They just want to go get after it and do their thing, and they work differently, and, and they don't, you know, they, they focus on things and have different priorities, and um, you know, there's a, you know, it's they just, work really hard, but yeah. they love to have a good time yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. work's over. And, um, so it's definitely an interesting business to be, to yeah. be in. Right. And so, you know, going from you know, a boardroom where I'm sitting around a conference table with guys that came from, you know, whatever MIT or this or that, or the, you know, and the, the conversation levels were just at a complete, they were just at a different point, right? What we were talking about and what we were trying to accomplish for the day. And then moving to, um, the restaurant industry, I'm like, yeah, it definitely fed back to like my early days and where I love to be. Cause yeah. you know, I, I, um, played music and, and did a lot of art and just love the whole idea of sex, drugs and rock and roll. A lot of raw personality <laughs> yeah. in the restaurant industry, yeah. no my, doubt. My mom told me one time that um, when she retired from school teaching, she was going to come wash dishes for me at one of the restaurants. I'm like, do you know what they talk about in the kitchen, Bob? Yeah. I would be so embarrassed. The restaurant graveyard is full of places that opened with great fanfare, great food even, but didn't have the leadership or the know-how to create a great business. Ben and Chris were determined to not fall into that trap. Um, we had to really, when it comes down to a lot of things, it's just picking a path and sticking to it. Right. And so, uh, and some of the things that I was reading and creating, just, it, it really came down to running your business by the numbers. So we created benchmarks and I really stuck to that whole process of this is where we need to be. Does the, you know, our occupancy cost fit within what we're making? Where is it? it and it, Really, there's always going to be food cost and labor, right? Those are the two killers in the restaurant industry. Um, but there's benchmarks to live by. And so if you get outside of those benchmarks, no matter how passionate you, you know, passionate you are about things or really where you're at, if you're not driving yourself to get back to those benchmarks, you're going to see your restaurant fail.
right? You have to live within a certain set of means and just really create those things. And um, we stuck to it. I mean, I, I remember at one point, probably two months in, and things weren't going exactly the way that I wanted to see them go, even though the business was there. Um, I was just sitting down, you know, I was like late night, 11 o'clock, I have a notepad and I'm just writing down all of our costs, right? This is how much we're paying for paper, linens, uh, food costs, labor, what do we keep, you know, utilities, occupancy, like everything, just going down the whole thing. I mapped out an entire budget and I said, all right, this is what we should have at the end of the day. Why do we not have this at the end of the day, right? And so it was a lot of hard conversations with our, our chef at the time who would, grew up in the restaurant industry. And he's like, this is how it is. And I'm like, this is does, it's not how it is. It doesn't have to be this way. And here are the reasons why. And so we, we worked backwards and, and made that list a reality really quickly, right? Because you're just, you set a budget. You set your goals and you try to live by those budgets and goals or you're just not you're not going to make it um there i feel like we always work on a six-month cycle um and most things that happen within the restaurant industry they say they you know you're if you can make it two years you're you're great right um so when we would hit those points we hit six months we're like awesome we made it six months we're actually seeing growth this is perfect. Um, and then you hit two years and you're like, all right, we're still, we're still seeing growth and we're still afloat and kind of cruising along. So, um, it really is honestly just picking a path and dedicating yourself to it and moving forward. If you're constantly changing that from month to month to month to month, and you're just, you're changing your target and you're changing your goal, you're going to lose because you're constantly just trying to reinvent what you could have just stuck with in the very beginning. Yeah. Does that mean that you may pick the path that ultimately leads to the failure? Yeah. I mean, hopefully you have, you know, enough yeah. strength to be able to recognize that and change. Um, but that's, that's kind of where it, we started with. After getting over the hump of Local Republic's first few years, a new challenge arose. The restaurant had outgrown its building and a move seemed necessary. But what may have seemed like a major hurdle turned out to be a bigger opportunity. We were going to open a brew pub where the existing local republic is. We bought the building and it didn't really work with how narrow the building was and, and how and how it was on a second floor. And, and, you know, local was so successful that it really made more business sense to, to move local over there. And not only for the space but like ben mentioned earlier local couldn't really complete its full vision in the space that it was in we wanted to do charcuterie and we wanted to have ex an expanded menu and craft, a wine yeah, wine program right. and craft spirits and we, yep. we just couldn't do that in the space that was over there so when we knew we were going to move local over there we loved the location that local was in and uh, me and Ben, one of our favorite things to do at the time was to go to uh, some of these uh, great little supermercados and, and taco stands around Lawrenceville. There's a bunch of them kind of hidden away. And we would go in there and I mean, we would be the only people speaking English in there. And we were having these great tacos and yeah. we're just kind of having to point at the menu and tell the lady behind the counter what we want. <laughs> and we said there needs to be 
there needs to be a taco shop on the square and and that that is approachable and that people that that is making this great style of tacos but you know we kind of injected our own fusion into it uh, we call them on un- unauthentic american tacos um, so they've got kind of um, fusion from all over everything you know asian italian uh, american and anything that you can think of is kind of infused into strange taco so uh, that was when we knew you know we wanted to open a little taco shop and we only said even when local was there we were like this would be the best taco shop why do we have you know <laughs> so we knew we knew immediately we didn't even have to yeah. talk about it Ben's like what, what do you want to put in here when we move local i'm like taco yeah. shop taco yeah shop. <laughs> tacos yeah. yeah we had local you know and i i talked to regulars today who had been a part of that old space and they see some of it, but there's so much happening in the back that they just weren't aware of. We were existing out of a three-door reach-in cooler. Um, we had leased the building next door just to hold our dry storage, our uh, kegs, our wine. Like uh, We just had all of this inventory. We had another local rep- – I mean, that place is 1,200 square feet. We had another 1,200 square feet of what we needed to do to exist in that building uh the you know fire marshal would walk in and he's looking around and he's just like this place is packed you guys have to figure this out the fire marshal's threat of shutting us down because we had so much stuff packed into that little place trying to exist at the volume that we were doing forced us to lease that building but you know you move forward a little bit and you're talking to and we had landlord changes and people were buying spaces down here and during that time we're like man this is not sustainable right we're existing at two different locations we get the wrong landlord they're going to be like guys i want this building for something else which ultimately happened and we wanted we needed to move local to survive for it to continue to be what it needed to be um we needed to move and so that's why the fast casual side of it came up with strange taco and to give us flexibility we knew that we could just create something along that line we had in that 1200 square foot section you know when we were running it local we had 45 employees Hmm. and it was just crazy to think about that many people in that small of a space. Now, they weren't there all at the same time, but it just took that much effort to make what was happening happen. You couldn't even, if you weren't on the schedule, you couldn't come up there. Like, I didn't come up there because there was no room to stand. Like, I was in the way. Right. It was crazy. And yeah. every, it was running like a well-oiled machine, and everybody had their job and their purpose. And, I mean, it was just absolutely killing it. But there was, I mean, there's no room. There right. was no room for anybody. We had the fire marshal come in one time. We had so many kegs down the back hallway in front of the bathrooms that it, we had made like a cave in the back hallway with keg, <laughs> with empty keg shells. And the fire marshal's like, you guys, what are y'all doing? Like, you can't, yeah. you can't do this. We're yeah. Like, These aren't flammable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's, a, here's a coupon. This, yeah, yeah, that's right. This is a safety yeah. area. Yeah. That's where you come. Yeah. Now that that brings up a uh, a question though in the back of my mind, like you come to this point where it's painfully obvious that you're gonna have to move local. Did you worry that part of the kind of the allure of what local had become was that that space yep. that was so intimate and you yes. you know this vibe that you had created in the restaurant was 
was so personal and like so married to what you're trying to do as a restaurant. Right. So are you terrified when you're moving to a new space and you have to educate your customer base? Okay, one, we're moving. Just that's yes. terrifying in and of itself. But are we going to lose what we try to create in this building? Yeah, absolutely. It was very terrifying. I mean, the approach that we took is we, you know, we wanted to hire the best. We went down and saw it. AI3 who designed the space because we really wanted a, a brilliant architecture firm to like look at what local was and how do we grow up a little bit and change but still keep that some of that same feel and we knew it we we would sit in meetings and talk about and we spent hours hours yeah. and hours and hours talking about how yeah. do we how do we grow but stay who we are right and you know we knew that Look, we're going to lose customers who walk in and say the shrimp and grits taste different, even though they're cooked the same way, same ingredients, same process. Atmosphere just drives so much of the sensory side of what we experience. And we knew that. We knew that. We knew that we would lose people. We knew that going to reservation systems would turn some people off because they really wanted that, you know, come in. And, and even though we dedicate part of the restaurant to that side of it, um, it would just turn some people off. But as the Aurora Theater grew and, and now is growing more with the expansion that's coming up, um, it gave us an opportunity to be able to partner with them a little bit more and create those, create that for the theater scene. Before that, if you wanted to eat dinner before the show, like it was probably easier to go eat somewhere off of the square because if you didn't show up at local at four, 5 o'clock for an 8 o'clock show, you weren't getting a seat. Um, so we've made it easier for a lot of theater goes to really enjoy dinner before that. And, um, which is a huge part of it that just kind of came along the way. But yeah, there was a massive fear, right? That we would lose ourselves, our identity, you know, early on when we switched, when people were, you know, you're, you're too big for your britches. We heard that a lot. <laughs> we heard that a lot. So it, yeah, it was, it was, um, we had to do a lot to change too so but yeah yeah how long before some of those fears started to first of all what what year did you make the switch 2011 oh i'm sorry we opened in 2011 we switched in 2017 so january 21st yeah 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 after a long 16 month very frustrating construction process and kind of getting the space up and going um yeah, when we when we opened the doors, it was chaos, man. There was so many people that came through there. We probably had it. We went from we didn't have reservations at first, and it was so chaotic. We saw this beautiful restaurant being slowly like torn apart by people because the mob scene was just a little too intense. We had people sitting up the staircase. Everybody was leaning against the wall. It was like you would you. A month after we opened, I, it looked like that restaurant had been open for a year. It had just been damaged just from the just the wear. And it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And so we're like, God, we have we have to do something to make a change. Um, it was March that we actually launched our reservations. We opened January. So it was only two months in that we finally made that change um, because we needed to control the flow. It was hurting us right a lot of that early part of it was we should have recognized that a little bit more on how to control those things because i know that 
one, it hurt customers' experience. They were coming into this restaurant and waiting two or three hours to sit down. But then because of the, the volume that we were doing, the kitchen was so far behind, it would just it wasn't creating the experience that we needed. And so I'm like, no, we're going to reservations. We have to throttle this back. And is, you know, were we taking in less money after that point? Yes. Um, but for the success and the survival of the restaurant and making sure that we are going to really have and give people the right experience, which is important, that they're getting the service that they need, that they're getting the food in a timely manner, all of those things equate to the success that we want and what we strive to do. Um, well, I'm sure the stress level on your staff whew, when there's people it leaning up against the wall. Insane. Oh, it was like, it was from 11 to 11, just all out, yeah, full blast. We were working 100-hour weeks. I mean, we were back in the restaurant just absolutely going after it. and There was uh, room for me to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice welcome change, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was yeah. great, though, and, and, it, and it still is great, and everything, uh, you know, is back to, to running smooth, and, and it, it's really it's great to see how locals evolved. And, I mean, we're, we're super optimistic about – all the housing that's coming in around the square and all the projects that's happening on right. the square. I mean, we've survived in downtown Lawrenceville for eight years now with zero housing around the square. And it's going to be, we're just super excited. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's 600 units going around the park down here. There's 90 units going uh, up here on top of the hill. Ben lives really in the only uh, walkable community down here in the townhomes over here in their community just just supports us i mean we i see all of his neighbors and all of the restaurants around the square all right. the time so if we get you know a quarter of that impact from these other communities that are coming in here we're just we're really optimistic about how that's going to affect the restaurant as the city grows so do the opportunities for more small businesses and restaurants but as i talked with the guys from local it's clear that they see the town's growth with a very positive outlook. Yeah, and with the not and not only restaurants, just things to do. Aurora Theater is huge. Slow Pour is huge. There's another brewery that's going to be opening. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we look at it as, as more as a community than as competition, and um, it's really exciting to see. You know, having relationships with you know Universal Joint and McRae's. We put on and uh, Foggy Bottom Barbecue. We're um, we put on Oktoberfest and St. Patrick's Day uh, with McRae's. Uh, we're getting ready to launch uh, Smokin' Hot Taco Fest with uh, Foggy Bottom Barbecue. Um, we just competed against Universal Joint in the Burgers and Brews, and that was kind of a cool uh, ending to that. Uh, you know, it was very a big competition where we were competing for best burger in Gwinnett, and uh, Local Republic won. So my, my plug there, uh, and then uh, but it was I, I think how Sorry, it ended up it how it ended up was uh, was super cool. Uh, Bruce from Universal Joint came over to the celebration party at Local Republic, and um, I just think that that's great. That sense of uh, community is just super classy. Hey, congratulations, you know, and you know we're gonna get you next year, and and I, I, that's cool, and that's what we want to see. Decatur has always had this. That was going back to what we envisioned when when we first opened in local republic we only saw that with decatur um when we used to go to the decatur beer festival 10 years ago all the restaurants working together and and um and, and we want that for gwinnett county too tell me a little bit about strange and how that 
has gone since you opened the doors. You know, you, you talked about it just kind of made sense that that was the business that would go there. But I've been in a few times and have loved it. I'm wondering what's the reception you guys have seen from Strange Taco? Yeah, it's been great. Everybody's been awesome again in the community to come out and support and do it. You know, when we um, opened, uh, we had, you know, it was a killer first opening you know, we, we had all the support from everybody coming out to um, all of our, you know, regulars at local and just really wanting to see what we would do there. And uh, we instantly, you know, get to see how it works as a fast casual restaurant. And then we needed to change a lot. So we like started moving and just, you know, changing as much as we could to see um, the reception. But it, it was outstanding to actually have everybody come out. It has... Um, Lawrenceville didn't have a fast casual restaurant in the downtown area. Everywhere you go, you have to sit down. Um, and so we needed a quick place where people would get in, get out, enjoy it. And uh, that's what Strange has been. It it has it's just been cruising along. Yeah, it's yeah, doing really it's well. It's just a great that's a great little restaurant, a great little place to be. Um, the tacos are fun, the margaritas are awesome. You know, we take our same approach at local where everything is uh, you know, made from scratch. Uh, we wanted to make sure that our margaritas were top quality, so we actually use a blue agave. You know, it's not a, a so it's 100% blue agave tequila, um, fresh lime juice. There's uh, agave that we use as our sweetener. Um, so no, no sweet and sour mix at all, uh, which we pride ourselves on. You know, um, but we wanted people to have a good quality drink, and so. Yeah, we make a good margarita. We do. Margaritas yeah. are good. Craft beer, Georgia. It's it's all um, beer from the southeast. Um, so that's cool to be able to support one to make sure we get the southeast in there now because Asheville's got so many great beers coming out of it, and um, and it, it, it's fun. It's we we had probably the you know we tout ourselves as an unauthentic American taqueria, and it was funny we had a a review the other day that said. Um, Tacos were not authentic, but they were good. <laughs> we just, yeah. we were cracking up. I was like, okay, apparently this person did not read the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We hit our goal. Yeah. You guys did six years of local kind of on its own and have now branched off into this whole other world of restaurant group right. owners and have branched out business-wise. Is that more stressful for you? Is that less stressful because you're not as as concerned i'm i'm sure you've got great people at local that are kind of handling more of the day-to-day right or maybe you don't i don't know you'll have to tell me how how that's been going since then no definitely i mean we started the restaurant group um about three years after we opened local uh we um the approach that we took on you know having those benchmarks and really creating that model around to have a successful drive for the financial side of the restaurant and we ended up consulting so we consulted for a few people and um, actually took on a restaurant early on that we converted over for another owner and so we ended up managing the Georgia Pine over in Snellville Um, it lasted two years Um, we learned a lot we went through uh, and so 
there, there were pieces that were there. We already had local kind of running and popping along and doing what it needed to do. We had worked ourselves, like Chris said, out of every position there. So if we went in there and stood around, it was like we were in the way. So we found ourselves needing to do some other things, and we started that process. And, you know, you, you learn from those things. You learn from the failures and figuring out in business. Business can't always be successful. It teaches you, right, that, that you know, that um, that you can't lose. And, of course, you can lose in business. And so we've had, we've had some losses, and we've also had great gains out of those. Um, and with that, we really built the confidence and understood what we needed to do to continue to grow. And so Strange came naturally out of local republic moving because we had a lease on that building. We didn't want to break the lease. We knew how important that location was for, for Lawrenceville. Um, and so from that point moving forward, um, we started getting recognized in the community from other like Duluth, Sugar Hill, uh, Monroe, which we're moving to and doing LR Burger, um, Norcross, all of these, like everybody started to come out and saying, hey, you know, will you guys come and open what you guys are doing in Lawrenceville? Will you do that in these other cities? And so that was overwhelming. Yeah. 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 We were getting, we were getting, uh, <laughs> we were getting hit on at all kinds of random events. Like yeah. I was at my daughter's tennis match and somebody came over and they're like, Hey, uh, City of Monroe wants to talk to you, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, but which it, it's flattering too, because obviously you're doing something of right course. if other communities are wanting to. Uh, we, you know, we love Lawrenceville. This will always be our, our, um, you know, our home from and where we started. But it's some other cities are also doing some really cool things, and it's nice to be able to expand and be part of that. Right. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell me about the building we're sitting in today, Laundry Events, and, and how the idea kind of spawned and, and what the goal for it is. Yeah, um, it really came out of our partnership with uh, the city of Lawrenceville. You know, we had bought the building for Local Republic and renovated it and put a lot of money into the downtown and then also putting more money back into the strange building to renovate it and make it what it is today. And so uh, this building was an old um, dry cleaners and had been for 40 or 50, 50 years, years yeah. and it just sat kind of on the edge right of the of the downtown um, and it was in bad shape there was you know <laughs> it was in bad shape and basically a lot of rats lived in here and, and it looked so, like it came out of like a Rob Zombie movie yeah definitely sort of, yeah um, the parking lot next to us was actually nothing but just grass and trees and everything grown up. And so the city wanted to expand parking. And part of that process was they, they bought this building and the lot that was with it. So it gave them a nice little cruise from like Pike Street over to Clayton. Or, um, and so uh, Pike Street to Culver. Culver. Wrong. Yeah. And so they came to us and said, hey, we don't want the building. Do you guys want to pick this up from us because you've, you know, done you know, such a great thing yeah. down in, in here? So we're like, sure. We, we, I think actually initially we're, we came down and looked at it and we're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. No, we, we talked about it and, and um, you know, knew what we had done with local Republic's building, which was also falling, falling in. 
was falling in. So uh, we knew that we could do something with it for sure. Yeah. And it became, it's an amazing space. It's really cool. Right. So the initial plan was uh, pizza spot, right? We were going to do a pizza place. Um, Chris was super pumped about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do <laughs> yeah. some pizza. So the problem that we were running into is that with other restaurants that were opening down here and obviously not having a lot of other residential is we felt like the crowd that it was just getting crowded down here for restaurants um we when slow pour opened uh we know those guys well and they were small staff and they were focused on brewing but had this amazing building and so we pitched to them that hey why why don't we take over your events side let us run your events and because we've been doing that for a while so we'll do the events we'll do the catering and we did that for a year um as they slowly built up their staff and started taking some of those things over and we enjoyed having that space and that's really what drove us to do this space here and make an events so damien is our business partner here Um, he started with us waiting at local republic so he was just on the wait staff a brilliant photographer um, and really great customer service skills and just saw some of the, uh, you know, the attributes that we, we like and we needed in a partner. And so he was running all of our events for Local Republic and then he also running the events for Slowpore. So you're doing such an outstanding job. Uh, come over and partner with us on this. And so it was awesome to see somebody come from yeah. the ranks, right? Yeah. And then come all the way up and now being a partner with us and, um, and just enjoying this space and, and having so much pride about the work that right. he does. It's very cool. Chris, what do you see for the future of uh, local restaurant group? Where do, do you guys keep, uh, you know, do you start answering those frantic uh, requests to open restaurants in, in all the different towns in Gwinnett County? Or do you find your, you know, your core group of places and just do everything you can with them? I think we... You know, we, we want to make sure we make calculated decisions <laughs> <laughs> as the roof falls in on us. Yeah, yeah. Um, just making calculated de- decisions and, and um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of work to open a restaurant. Yeah. And then, you know, we're very fortunate. We have great people that um, that we, we partner with um, on the investment side of things. Um, and then we have we have great employees at our, at our restaurants too, that run the businesses. Um, uh, shout out to, uh, Nicole and Eric at uh, strange and, and, and local for running things. We got a great chef, um, Alex Kim over at local Republic and, and just having those people there in place and running those gives us the ability to keep the company moving forward and growing. But then also with the restaurant group, we have, you know, we have, brought on a director of operations that helps manage our HR stuff for us. And then uh, Damien handles the marketing side of things for us. So, you know, having great employees allows us to keep growing, but you know, the, I'd, I'd say more of the vision for the future, you know, we love strange taco as a, as a, as a brand and as a, a, a concept that's a little easier to duplicate than local Republic. 
local republic is so chef driven that it's hard to find that talent in a saturated restaurant market um, but we've done a great job with strange putting together a menu that's a little bit um, easier to duplicate and i mean in an easier footprint to duplicate too so you yeah. know it's one of the things we've always talked about is you know could we see strange and pop up in some of these other cities that are looking for for concepts right or maybe just like an ab- abbreviation of the local menu kind of yep. like what you're doing with lr yep. burger. lr burger right. yeah we um lr burger is going to be a fun concept too yeah. it's going to be more of a fast casual concept um we're going to you know still have great uh fresh hamburgers uh but you know maybe have 15 of them on a menu fresh cut french fries um milkshakes and uh you know craft craft bar but all in a fast casual concept and uh it's going to be exciting to see what that does yeah old gas station as well had the opportunity to grab an old gas station and renovate it uh which is it's awesome to blast i'm sure yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, to go through that process and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The There's a great old cool. gas station restaurant in Buford where I live, uh, Rico's. Oh yeah, 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 awesome. Rico's World yeah. Kitchen. Yeah, we yeah. ate there. Um, I ate there. I think it's been up open longer than local has been. I think I ate there before we opened yeah. Local Republic. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Yep. Yeah, they we had shared time. some similarities and how that was set up, and they have a pole in the middle of their dining room, <laughs> and we have that. We had that same pole right in the middle of strange taco and local republic at the time and it was just funny to have this it just it was constantly in the way just how we put our tables together and everything else and it just became um we had this love-hate relationship with this freaking pole yeah it was great when we had after hours (laughs) parties but yeah i can imagine imagine. ben's a ben's a huge dancer yeah yeah yeah, definitely yeah tip the table over once or twice (laughs) (laughs) as our conversation came to a close i wanted to hear from the guys on one more thing what does it really mean for them to be local and how does that separate their experience from the chain restaurants that still cover their county i mean a lot of it is driven on that you know we believe in just having integrity and loyalty and and um that really the almighty dollar doesn't drive all of our decisions we make a lot of decisions based on you know the well-being of our employees and the overall health of our businesses because uh, we know that you know creating um kind of a, a safe and awesome place to work is important today and that when we look at you know, really driving down some costs and, um, you know, could we be probably more financially successful by, you know, just just driving in a very financially driven way? Yeah, probably. But, you know, you take, you can't take the human aspect out of it. Like we want, we want to be successful, but at the same time, we know that, um, you know, our employees just seeing smiles on their faces and giving them a solid place to work and, um, and, you know, watching their pride. And even when we've had our ups and downs at the restaurant, watching the backbone of who they are and that they don't walk away from you and that you work together with them on a daily basis. Um, you know, we take pride in that, knowing that we know all of our employees, that we step into the restaurants every single day um, and that we have those. Uh, that's important for me. I mean, it's just 
you get you know that's getting away from the chain side of it right mm -hmm. when everybody talks about the the corporate driven mentality i you know i've worked for and worked in a lot of big corporate spaces that treat their employees great and and that you know there's there's nothing necessarily negative or wrong with those it's given a lot of people a lot of great opportunity and and um but it's just how we we have a different approach and what we want to do you know we find that you know when we make choices for the quality of ingredients that we have it's difficult in Gwinnett County right we're up against you know uh people you know like you know the big chains that have the two four twenty right <laughs> so everybody's like wow you know two meals for 20 bucks plus dessert and this and that like we can't pull that off at all it, it just doesn't even fit within our model so you know people say oh you guys are expensive it's like man you know our ground beef cost us almost five dollars a pound like we're not getting special breaks we're not we yeah we're not buying cheap quality, we're not buying cheap right? stuff either yeah and so we're giving people a very fair price on what we've done and we're definitely not gouging in any way based on the products that we bring in so um but it's a good balance i mean we do have to run a business and we have to make sure that we pay our employees and we try to pay them a very fair wage and um it's a it's a difficult business to be in sure. right so yeah it always goes back to you know our culture um is huge at local and at strange and trying to create um like i said just an awesome safe place for people to work I've been fortunate enough over the uh, over ten years to to make some really great relationships um, with employees. Um, some of them don't like me. Some of them, hopefully, most of them do like me. <laughs> but it's cool, man. I, I see people. Um, you know, Josh. I've known him. I met him at Johnny's, yeah. and um, you know, his best buddy at the time ran Johnny's for a long time. But it's cool. It, it's extremely rewarding to me um, as an independent business person to see people that um, were in high school um, be successful and start their own companies sure. or um, I, you know I've seen it I can't I've seen a lot of employees you know marry other employees and go on and have kids together and have successful marriages and all that kind of stuff is just it's really cool and, and rewarding to see that and I don't know if, if all the people that I know know how cool that is to me but to see that stuff is uh, it, it's really special. For more information on Local Restaurant Group, Local Republic, Strange Taco, or Laundry Events, you can start at localrepublic.com. And keep an eye out for the grand opening of LR Burger in Monroe this summer. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media production company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you're looking to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectatl.com. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, 
I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you all soon.